Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Clockwork Cantina, episode 159. DT, next episode is 160. I am one of your hosts, Josh902. This is the other host of this show. DT3, what's going on, everyone? We're 159. Like Josh said, one next week is 160, the big 160. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. Crazy. Uh, but I hope you're all uh, doing well out there. Hope you're all... I've been enjoying your Jedi Survivor, those of you that have been playing it, which is the episode we did last week on this show where we talked spoilers. So um, for all of you that finished that up, make sure to go check out that episode. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll be talking about season two of Star Wars Visions in the second half of today's show. It's a lot of Star Wars lately because there's just a lot of Star Wars going on right now, DT. Right, like yeah, we've, really we've done Mando, past, like, game, visions. Yeah, well, the past like month or two, I feel like there's been a lot of Star Wars. But um, mm-hmm. after this this little bit here we got, I think there won't be any till at least August. I want to say. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit with, with the Soka, but yeah, I mean, we got yeah, we won't have any any Star Wars to talk about for a while. So for the next couple yeah. months. There's been a lot lately and recently, but we're going to go in a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a lull here. There's not much. We will have, we will have one Star Wars thing a week, which is blasters and bandits. As long as we have the episode. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. As long as we play. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I had to throw that in there. A little self promotion. (laughs) Definitely looking forward to getting back to that again. Yeah. Which will be this Saturday. Weeks, so. Yeah. All right, DT. What have we been up to, my man? Well, let's get let's get into what we've been up to this past week. How about it? What you got? All right. Sure. Over the past week. Uh let's see. I've been watching movies. Uh not really playing a whole lot of games other than just, you know, the usual Fortnite. I mean the Star Wars events going on right now, so that's a lot of fun. Until having a blast with that. Playing Valorant, uh, played a little bit more Star Wars Jedi Survivor after we beat it, but I haven't been able to play uh, the past few days. That's right. Because, uh, my, I don't know what it is. My game's just busted. It keeps telling me I need an update, even though I do the update, and it's like, you still need an update. And I've tried repairing the game, and I've tried... Uh, uninstalling and reinstalling the game and nothing so i don't know i'm just gonna let it sit there until hopefully another update will fix it because my game was fine man whatever they did busted my my game so i don't know what the hell's going on hopefully they fix that with with the next you know with with another update because like i said my game was i was able to play it and then now i'm not so no idea no idea hopefully they will get that uh figured out you know soon because i want to i actually do want to go back and you know there's some stuff that i may have missed uh i was watching uh like a just a, a video on twitter that somebody found some stuff on uh Tantalor yeah and a couple other places i'm like damn i didn't get that like i want to yeah. i want to go back and get that but i went I, and got that stuff <laughs> I kind of, it, it, it kind of, I was like, man, I wish I would have got that on stream, dude. But right. 
it's like man i you know well too late. here's the thing it's like after you complete the game no spoilers obviously there's all these other things that happen like and for streamers it's like we finish the game and you move on to like the next game right because it's that's the name of the game with streaming yeah. it's and it's hard to know where all this stuff is because it's new stuff it's stuff that wasn't there before yeah yeah for sure but it's mm -hmm. just like cool to see it's like damn that's a really nice like thing that i would have liked to have gotten on stream and just you know captured or whatever but you know mm, yeah it is man i still want to go back and just like walk see it for my own anyway you know yeah but i haven't been able to because my game's busted so ea fix your shit man because right. respawn or whoever man because i want to play the game and i can't right now yeah i don't know what's going on with your game i don't know how that happened that's uh, weird i haven't seen anybody else have that issue either to be honest was, with you it was working fine and then it wasn't so I don't know, man. They busted it. They been, hopefully they fix it. But uh, yeah. Apart from that, uh, I I guess gaming. That's pretty much it. Just Fortnite, Valorant, and then a little bit of Jedi Survivor. I haven't really played anything else. Uh, show wise, I watched the next episodes of the your boy Kong Ming, the anime. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. I haven't been watching much shows because there's just not. No, I just I need to get back to Ash and versus Evil Dead and stuff like that. But um, movie wise, I watched the D and D movie for the first time, the new one, the you know D and D Honor Among Thieves, and it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a good mm. time with it. Hell yeah! Um, I hope it does well enough to get a sequel because I think mm -hmm. it would be fun to revisit. Uh, you know that that because it was it was it was definitely uh enjoyable. Um. And then uh, I watched Brain Dead, which, my goodness, what a hilarious movie. So, <laughs> so this movie is a horror comedy made by Peter Jackson. It's one of the movies he did, like, pre-Lord of the Rings. And uh, it is a good time. I will say, though, that while it is hilarious and it is funny and all that, it's very gory, very gory. So if you're not into like, you know, body, you know, horror and, and you know, all that kind of stuff, the goriness of that, then that movie's probably not going to be for you. But I found it like the humor and all that stuff hilarious. So the movie is called Brain Dead, uh, you know, overseas, but over here in the U.S. it's called Dead Alive. Why they did that, I'm not, I don't exactly remember why. But yeah, it's called Dead Alive here in the States, Brain Dead in other places. But it's a good movie. If you're into horror comedy stuff, definitely recommend it. But again, I, I have to say, I have to stress this again. It is a very gory movie. Uh, so keep that in mind. Okay. But I do like it. I did enjoy it. I had fun with it. Um, what else? I watched, oh, for Star Wars Day, I rewatched, uh, I want to rewatch a Star Wars movie. And I did. I rewatched Solo, Solo Star Wars story. Um, I kind of was like, well, I've seen a lot of the other movies many times, so I didn't really want to go back and do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna rewatch Return of the Jedi on the on the actual day of its 40th anniversary, which is gonna be the 25th. So I'm gonna wait on that. But I was like, you know what? I want to watch something. So I went with Solo, uh, because like some of the other movies, like I said, I've seen so many times. 
and solo is one of the ones that i've seen like a few times but like not as many as the others so i'm like oh we watch this again and it was it was fun we had a, we had a little bit of group watching on on you know the discord and it was it was good um um so that was fun and then <clears throat> i watched this other movie called demons 1985 like an italian horror from the 80s it's interesting like watching a foreign like movie like that because apparently europeans in the 80s were all about hard rock and fucking you know just just rocking out with their soundtracks because that movie had like motley crew and fucking all this other shit in it i wasn't expecting but mm. uh it was yeah it was, it was it was a decent movie um what else uh i watched the evil dead movie the remake uh yesterday uh, i'd never seen the remake but now i have i can say that i've officially seen all of the evil dead uh stuff uh until the newest one which is uh evil dead rise so that's the only one that i'm missing um but uh yeah looking forward to checking that out whenever it uh you know whenever it comes out whenever it's available but um yeah and then oh I, I forgot movie or tv wise i did watch the young jedi adventures which also which also came out the same day as the uh, visions which we'll be talking about later but yeah young jedi adventures definitely a show meant for uh the the little kids um but i i had a fun time watching it still um they had some pretty uh cool things and uh it just like you know uh as a uh as a fan of uh star wars and uh uh the high republic and stuff it was cool just getting a little bit more on that and they they you know and and they just like put in other like they had a latero for example as a character you know mm. which is just really cool um so yeah i would say even though it's meant for little kids i think uh there's stuff in there that if you're a star wars fan you can definitely enjoy um like i did uh but yeah it's just uh it was like what nine episodes or something like that and they're each split into like two different two stories and they're longer than i thought they were like almost half an hour episodes like 27 or whatever however long episodes i was like oh wow this is they're longer than than, than visions that's for sure um uh but yeah i think this is a good show for like little kids to get introduced to star wars and yeah i think it's uh, i think it's dope like i would have loved to have had a show like this when i was a kid you know so mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope they all uh enjoy that. Uh, I'm sure they will. But uh the the last thing for me is that I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in the theater. And uh we'll be talking about that next week. Not this week, because we wanted to do it. We want to have we want it to be its own separate thing. We don't want to include it in with today's, you know. So we'll do that next week. Uh, even though, uh, you know, uh, it's already been watched, but we want to give it its own its own time. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. So, uh, 
You're up, Josh. Yeah, okay. Uh, I haven't really been up to a whole lot, to be honest. Um, let's see here. Sorry, I was updating something. Um, uh, most nights are sitting in Discord and people are playing games and stuff, and I'll throw on some uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and we'll watch some of that. And it's just funny and good time. So I've been watching a lot of that on occasion. Uh, dice stuff. I've, I've been working on those commissions that I put off when I was playing Jedi Survivor. And like after Cantina today, after this today's podcast, I have to go paint. I have to go paint two sets of dice. So and then those commissions will be done. Then I have to start another commission. I'm commissioned. I do commissions, guys, if you don't know this. Um, <laughs> so. Dice stuff. I haven't really streamed any of it just because I've been trying to get caught up and a little, trying to stay stress free. I haven't been up to a lot. I did go watch Guardians, which uh, yeah, watch Guardians. We'll be talking about that next week. And then uh, I, I fiddled around and and Jedi Survivor some more, but it's just you know, I think I'm gonna let her rest for a little while and then maybe one day do a new 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 game plus eventually. But that'll be a little bit down the road. Um, I'm trying to think if there's been anything else. I haven't really been up to a lot. Like, I'll be honest. It's mostly just been like watching playthroughs of people playing Survivor because I like watching people play it and uh, just resting and, and, and getting my head on straight uh, type stuff because. I was a little little mental health exhausted there for a little bit, but I'm getting better. Um Yeah, that's kinda like it, man. I haven't I haven't done very much this past week. Just a lot of recouping and watching movies and or uh, watching a movie I should say and uh watching people play games, really. About it. So that's what I've been up to. Not a whole lot. So if we want to move on, DT, we can go ahead and hit the gaming news, my friend, if you want. If you are ready. Yep. <clears throat> Let's uh, do it. Trying to right. drink more water, because need more water. So, so not a lot of news this week for, uh, for either the gaming, TV, or movies. So we're probably going to get through this episode, I think, fairly quickly. It is what it is. Because not always we're going to have a bunch of news, but uh, just letting you all know out there, we don't have a whole lot of news. It's okay. Like next month, we're going to have a shitload. (laughs) Oh, at least for gaming, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, So the first thing we got here is that a standalone version of Spider Marvel Spider Man's uh, remastered will hit PS5 this month. So PlayStation has announced a standalone version of the Marvel's Spider-Man remastered. Uh, previously, the remastered was only available by purchasing the Ultimate Edition of Marvel's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Later this month, anyone will be able to play Marvel's Spider-Man remastered. Players will be able to purchase it standalone, or if you, or if you own Marvel's Spider-Man on PlayStation Four, or its digital upgrade edition, or the Game of the Year edition, then you can pay ten dollars upgrade to the uh, PS5 uh, for PS5. Uh, this, rem- this remaster is perhaps most famous for introducing a redesigned face for Peter Parker, but also includes the City That Never Sleeps expansion starring Black Cat as well as some exclusive Spidey suits such as those from Spider-Man Home. 
Owners of Spider-Man Miles Morales can still obtain Marvel Spider-Man Remastered by upgrading to the Ultimate Edition through the main menu of the PS5 version of the game. If you're looking to buy the remastered game standalone, it will cost you $49.99. PlayStation says the standalone version and upgrade path is coming later this month, but it doesn't say exactly when. So at some point later this month, they will uh, do that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I think that is that is pretty cool. But going back to the whole like face change, man, I I don't I still don't understand why they did that. Yeah, I don't. That's either. one of those. That's one of those things that I'm like, why, why, why? They really made him look more like Tom Holland, and it's just like why? I don't know. Weird, man. It's weird. Whenever I, whenever I play Miles Morales, because I still haven't played that yet, it's gonna be really weird seeing that change. Because I played the original Spider-Man game on PS4, so I I have not I've yet to experience the face change. But whenever I do, it's gonna be weird as hell, man. Yeah. So I'm just I'm used to the other one. I am, yeah, just so used to the, to the other one. But we can, of course, move on to the next thing, which is also a Spider-Man thing. But this one is PlayStation announcing a Marvel Spider-Man 2 prequel comic. Uh, so it was revealed last December that Marvel Spider-Man 2 will hit PlayStation 5 sometime this fall. And then... The voice actor uh, hinted that it would be the game will be releasing this uh, September, but we still have an official confirmation. We do know when, when we'll get a, a a taste of this world next. Uh, this past Saturday on Free Comic Book Day, they released a prequel comic, uh, and this is what. Uh, Insomniac Games native uh, narrative director John Paquette wrote in the PlayStation blog post. When we initially sat down with the team at Marvel, we explored a few different ideas about what kinds of stories we could tell in a prequel comic. But we kept coming back to the same core premise. What if Peter, Miles, and MJ had to team up against a new supervillain whose powers they didn't understand? Additionally, wanted to make sure that we could get a peek to what this heroic trio has been doing since the events of Marvel Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. What Pete is up to now that there are two Spider-Men in the city? How is Miles doing at school? How is MJ's journalism career going? Paquette says in this prequel comic story, Insomnia Games kept coming back to one of the main themes. Is magic real? Because in this action-packed issue, a beloved supervillain makes their first appearance in our universe and appears to have the supernatural abilities as they defy mere webs and, and fists. None other than the hood, the blog reads. Uh, Insomnia Games teamed up with Marvel Spider-Man writer Christos Gage and artist I.G. Guara for this comic book. Um, and you can start downloading the uh, comic digitally on the Marvel United uh, Unlimited app, uh, as well as if you know if you went for Comic Book Day, free Comic Book Day a couple of days ago, you could have got it as well. Um, but it will be available worldwide through the Marvel Unlimited app at a later date. So that's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I've only played the first game, so I need to play Miles Morales. Have not been able to do that yet. But when I get to it, I will enjoy it 
sure because I really like the first game. It's awesome, Josh. You should definitely play that game. It's yeah, I'm going to. I know, I know you started it, but yeah, what I meant to say is, uh, you know, finish it because it's it's great. It's a really good game. Um, next up, we're going from we're going we're switching gears here. We're going from PlayStation to Xbox because Xbox head. Phil Spencer opens up about Redfall's disappointing launch. Uh, Redfall has been a letdown for many players, but perhaps no one is more disappointed than Xbox head Phil Spencer. During an appearance on Kind of Funny Games Xcast, the executive opened up about Redfall's launch woes. There's there's nothing that's more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community, says Spencer, when he asked about his reaction to the game's poor reception. Just to kind of watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed, I'm disappointed. I'm upset with myself. Spencer continues by touching on the criticism of Redfall launching at 30 frames per second and how it goes against Microsoft's original claim of first-party Xbox Series X and S titles always running at 60 FPS. That was kind of our punch in the chin, rightfully, a couple of weeks ago, he says before later reassuring Arcane is on track towards delivering its previously promised 60 FPS performance mode. In terms of the speculation about how Redfall came to be in the first place, Spencer refutes the perception that Arcane was forced into making it by stating, there's clearly quality and ex- execution things that we can do, but one thing I won't do is push cre- against creative aspirations of our teams. A lot of people will say, hey, you've got teams. Teams know how to do one kind of game. Just force them to do the one kind of game that they kind of have a proven track record for. And I'm just not a believer of that. He then cites studios like Rare, Obsidian, Tango Gameworks being allowed to take creative swings with titles such as Sea of Thieves, Grounded, Hi-Fi Rush, respectively. That's true. I want to give the teams a creative platform to go and push their ability, push their aspirations, but I also need to have a great selection of games that continue to come that to t- continue to come to that surprise and delight our fans. Now we underdelivered on that, and for that I apologize. It's not what I expect, not what I want, but it's ours to deliver um so they kind of funny also asked him about when they when microsoft decides to delay a project and he's and spencer said that if a studio production timeline doesn't allow the com- a completion of a game's vision by a deadline there's a cost for delay however and seemingly in redfall's case it comes down to a team achieving a creative vision that then fails to resonate with the players and delay that isn't necessarily always a solution uh, I think it's there's a fundamental piece of feedback that we get that the game isn't realizing the creative vision that it had for its players. It doesn't feel like, a, hey, just delay it. That feels like the game had a goal to do one thing, and when players are actually playing it, they're just not feeling that thing. They're not feeling the creative execution of the team. Spencer reiterates his support for Arcane Austin, adding that the team just didn't hit their own internal goals in Redfall's case. And yeah, there's a whole 40-minute video or a minute interview that, you know, they have over on kind of funny's uh, youtube um but what do you think about these uh comments josh because you know i don't want to you know contribute or add on to the already the failure of this game but mm. i don't know if you guys remember but josh and i were never too high on this game to begin with that's true we weren't um uh, so I like and respect Phil Spencer a lot. I think it takes a lot of guts to go and do an interview like this after something like Redfall happens, right? Like he even starts off the oh, interview yeah. with being like, you're not going to get happy Phil in this interview. You're going to get disappointed and upset kind of Phil in this uh, interview. So 
you know, like he, I, I like and respect Phil a lot. And I think it takes a lot of guts to go out there and have an interview like this after, after that. And to talk about those questions. Now, Phil is obviously a highly media trained Xbox, you know, he's the head, right? So he's got like the fucking, he's got all the training on how to deal and handle with all this stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, I think, uh, I think it's good that he got out there and said this stuff. Like it, it Smart thing to do. I, I, you know, we were never high on Redfall to begin with. Like, it, it never at any point, like he's saying, resonated with players. Like, it never at any point resonated with you or me, either one of us. Um, that game from the first moment we saw it, I don't think we thought it looked interesting at all. So, yeah, it's definitely like uh, they fucked up here. Um, and Phil has to go out there and try to f- do his best to try to fix that up a little bit. Um, which is his job. Uh, and it's a bummer too, because I like Arcane. Like, Arcane, and people will be like, because Ko says this on, on his uh, on his channel when he was playing it, it's like, Arcane is like, even though it's Arcane Austin, it's still the Arcane studio. It's still got their name on it. So it's important to, that, to, to remember that it, this is an Arcane product, because I love a lot of their products. I love Dishonored. Dishonored was fantastic. Um, I know a lot of people liked Prey. Um, it was good, yeah. Uh, and those are games that they've done, right? But they've also had some fuck-ups. Like, you know, they developed Wolfenstein Youngblood, and we all know how fucking shit that was. Like, I'll just say it. Like, it's true. Like, it was just a big fucking mess and not a very good game. So... I think they need to take a, a little bit of a hard look at Arcane these days and, and uh, not fire anybody, but get their ass, kind of get your shit straight, you know, because you're kind of not doing very well at the moment, but I'm sure they're handling all that internally. Like, But yeah, Redfall, about a disappointment. And uh, we kind of knew that was going to happen, as weird as that is to say. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but I do think, like him saying... Uh, that they don't force teams to like uh, make a game of something they only have a proven track record in. I think he's 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 being true in that because he cites the games like yeah. Obsidian making Grounded is kind of nuts because uh, Obsidian is known for like you know RPGs and Grounded is like a survival Honey I Shrunk the Kids game you know and and Sea of Thieves was is uh, massive rare. even now yeah. for for rare yeah and. Uh, I don't think Hi-Fi Rush necessarily did that well in terms of like numbers, but I remember people, anybody that played it had good things to say about it. Um, well, the thing about that game is that like they announced it and it was released like the same day. Exactly. Which is, which is nuts. Like, I don't remember the last time something like that happened. Yeah. And honestly, like that's not really my kind of game, but even I'm a little interested in trying it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's telling the truth when he says that. Like, there's proof out there when he says that. So, yeah. Uh, and look, I'm not like an Xbox or a PlayStation. I'm a fan of all games, you know? Like, fuck these fan- fanboy fucking pick your side bullshit. I am a fan of games, and it doesn't matter what, what platform you're on. That's what I like. I don't have a... I don't fucking, like, take a side anymore. Console wars are, are stupid um, for me. Uh, so... Uh, 
you know, I like and respect Phil, and I think he's got a, I think he's got a lot of guts to go on and do like a 40-minute interview, which I would like to watch the whole 40-minute interview at some point. I haven't seen the whole thing. Interesting, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's all I got to say, DT. Alrighty. Let's move on to the next thing, which is... We have a few new games that are being added or inducted into the uh, Video Game Hall of Fame for the class of 2023. So, this year we have Barbie Fashion Designer, The Last of Us, uh, Wii Sports, and Computer Space. These four were announced uh, this past Thursday to be joining the Video Game world video game hall of fame uh for their influence on pop culture or on the gaming industry and will be on display at the expanded the strong national museum of play this summer uh 2023's world video game hall of fame inductees beat out a strong list of nominees for this year's inclusion a group of finalists that also included age of empires angry birds call of duty 4 modern warfare FIFA International Soccer, GoldenEye 007, NBA 2K, Quake, and Wizardry. Uh, How's GoldenEye not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, it'll be there at some point. It's got. I'm just sort of surprised it's not already in there because it's a you know like yeah. it's an older game. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that too. But uh, Barbie fashion designer became a jumping off point for the girls' games movement and shook up the software and gaming scene, said collections manager Christy Hizzard. It's also it also sparked important questions and debate. What does it mean for a game? What does it mean to be a game for girls? Should there even be games for girls? What are the implications of these games? What are the consequences of gendering games? Naughty Dog's original The Last of Us was lauded by by the strong for its in-depth storytelling, intimate exploration of humanity, thrilling game jumps and cutscenes, and memorable characters. The Last of Us remains a popular game because of its quality of gameplay and strength of story, said Lindsay Corano, video game curator, in a statement. Nintendo's Wii Sports was a watershed moment for gaming. Like Barbie fashion designer, Wii Sports appealed to an untapped market. Ariel Prater, research specialist for Black Play and Culture, noted that Wii Sports made gamers out of millions of people around the world who never thought about playing one before. It became a gaming phenomenon as new stories pr proliferated about the game, getting diverse groups of people, including those at many senior centers, off their couches and breaking a sweat with virtual bowling, tennis, and more. Finally, Computer Space, a title inspired by a previous World Video Game Hall of Fame inductee, Space War, broke ground for being the first commercial video game. Prior to Space, Computer Space's 1971 release, there was really no commercial video game industry. Computer Space didn't bring video games to the masses, said Jeremy Saucier, Assistant Vice President for Interpretation and Electronic Games, but by showing that video games could reach pay paying audiences outside of computer labs, it laid the foundations for the gaming industry. So, there it is. Uh, Barbie Fashion Designer, Computer Space, The Last of Us, and Wii Sports joined last year's inductees, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Ms. Pac-Man, Sid Meier's Civilization, and Dance Dance Revolution as Hall of Fame games. In total, 40 games are now recognized by the World Video Game Hall of Fame. So that's pretty cool. We have 40 total, um, which is pretty... Pretty dope, and I mean, I'm kind of with you though about Goldeneye. You would think that that'd be one that would be there, right? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I 
guess uh, not a big deal, but I was just like, how long yeah. has the Hall of Fame been a thing? I don't even know. Was it say in here is, when this was established? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think it says in this article that we're reading here. Opened on June 4th, 2015. So it's been around for a little bit. Okay, I was just curious. Okay. Nice. Not bad. All right. Cool, yeah. Is, is um, that all she wrote, DT, or is there anything else? Or uh, for the for the uh, for the uh, uh, game news, yeah. Okay. I was also just curious about like what has been in the Hall of Fame, so I'm I'm just gonna read off what what is yeah, actually go right ahead. Because we have 40 total games, right? Yeah. I'm gonna just read them all off. Go ahead. Um, I already read off this year's, so I'm not gonna read those. But we're going to go year by year, okay? So we're going to start off in 2015. So the first six games that were inducted into the Hall of Fame are Tetris, obviously. This is uh -huh. the first one. So this is, again, 2015, the first year. We had Tetris, World of Warcraft, Super Mario Bros., Pac-Man, Doom, and Pong. I think that's a pretty decent first six set of games. Yeah. As, like, your initial, you know, starters. I think that's... that's Makes sense. Uh, year two in 2016, we have Grand Theft Auto 3, The Oregon Trail, Legend of Zelda, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Space Invaders. Again, yeah. I think another decent. I pretty much agree with all those. Yeah. 2017, we had only had only four games this time, but it was Pokemon Red and Green, Halo Combat Evolved, Street yeah. Fighter 2, and Donkey Kong. Yep. So yeah, it's hard hard to be like, oh, this these don't really, you know. Man, no, all those belong. <laughs> 2018, we had Tomb Raider, Space War, John Madden Football, and Final Fantasy VII. So again, pretty, pretty. Uh, I think so far a lot of the games on this on these uh, that have been inducted have been pretty. Uh, you know, makes sense. Uh, in 2019, we had Super Mario Kart. Mortal Kombat, Microsoft Solitaire, so fucking even Solitaire made it in. Hey, and then, it fits. And then Colossal Cave Adventure, which this is like a cassette game or something. I don't know. This one is one of them that I have not, I honestly have not really heard about it. So that one's interesting to me. Uh, in 2020, we had another four games. So we had Minecraft, King's Quest, Centipede, and Bejeweled. Uh, 2021, we had four games. We have Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, StarCraft, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Animal Crossing. And in 2022, Sid Meier's Civilization, Miss Pac-Man, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Dance Dance Revolution. So there it is, along with this year's games, Wii Sports, The Last of Us, Computer Space, and Barbie Fashion Designer. So pretty cool. Neat. Uh, I'm sure that uh, some of these other games that we that did not make it this year will probably end up making it next year or within the next couple of years. Like I like I you know for me it'll be hard to not see like Age of Empires and GoldenEye and like Call of Duty Four you know eventually at some point. So it's only a matter of time for those. But yeah. anyway, 
So that's the video. Those are the inductees for the video game hall of fame. In case you're wondering, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's our video game news. So if you want Josh, we can head on over to the TV. news now. Swap over to TV news. We are TV newsified. What is up first? So the first thing we have on the TV news is the alien series from FX and Noah Hawley has cast Sydney Chandler in a lead role. Uh, so plot and character details are under the wraps. Uh, but this project, which was first announced in December 2020, uh, is uh, finally got their lead character. The only detail that has been sent that has been confirmed is that the show will take place on Earth in the not too distant future. Uh, the role brings Chandler back to FX as she previously made her network television debut in the limited series Pistol, uh, which told the legendary, uh, which told the story of the legendary band the Sex Pistols. Uh, and she's been in other things like uh, Don't Worry, Darling, and uh, another Facebook series called Scam Austin, and then the upcoming Apple show Sugar with opposite, with uh, you know, Colin Farrell. Uh, uh, this is the biggest announcement for the Alien show in some time. Uh, most recently, FX boss John Landgriff said that the show would begin production this year at the 2023 Television Critics Association Press Tour in ge- January. Uh, I think he's meeting with his production designer in Austin this weekend, gearing up for production this year and after he completes his fifth season of Fargo, Landgraf said at the time. He also confirmed that the character of Ellen Ripley is not featured in the show which will instead focus on entirely new characters. Uh, so, again, we have very little information on this show, but now we, we got some news again, finally, after a long time, that they have casted the lead character. Um, so, cool. Neat. I like Alien, so hopefully we get uh, more yeah, I do too. news on that soon. Uh, next up, Paramount has officially ordered Yellowstone uh, to end as well as they've greenlit a Yellowstone sequel. So the final cycle of a flagship show is set for November with the, with the sequel which will be able to stream on Paramount Plus to debut the following month. Uh, the news that Yellowstone's final episodes will start will air starting in November uh, also revealed or included a reveal that Paramount will be moving forward with a sequel to the most watched show across uh, broadcast and table television. The new installment, which has been given a straight to order uh, series has been, will have Yellowstone in its name to the great relief of Paramount global overlords will stream on Paramount plus and not Peacock like its predecessor. The latter was a result of a 2020 streaming rights deal that even CEO Bob Backish has described as unfortunate. It being a new entity, the still untitled sequel is able to operate outside confines of the NBC Universal arrangement. And if the franchise's other spin-offs, including 1883 and 1923, which already stream on the Paramount Plus or any indication, it's supposed to be another boon to the service. Uh there's they're being a little quiet on the casting front in the meantime, but it's been reported that uh Matthew McConaughey is in Talks to Star. Uh what his role will be and how it relates to the Duttons remains unknown. But what is known is that Taylor Sheridan is set to debut uh, set to debut first on the Paramount Network and later on Paramount Plus this December. 
so yeah, that's uh, a lot of news coming with the uh, Yellowstone verse. Uh, they're ending the main show. We got a couple spinoffs. They're working on a sequel. I still have not seen the show proper. Uh, I started watching 1883, but I got to finish, uh, finish it up and then move on to 1923. But I've enjoyed what I have seen of 1883, so I got to get back to it at some point and finish it. But how many seasons is the show now? Like five or? Uh, I don't know, because I think I didn't watch the most recent one. Let me see. Five, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it says the ending with uh, season five. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't watched gotcha. season four. Watch the first to me. Yeah, I know there's like some drama with Kevin Costner as well, but I don't, I don't know the details of that, so I'm not gonna get into that. But oh, wait, I did I see four? There's something going on with that for sure. Oh, I have seen four. They split, they split season five in half. That's what it is. Mm. Which is weird. I don't, I don't like when shows do that, man. Why do they do that? I don't, and here's the weird thing: the first part is like eight episodes, and the second part is six episodes. <laughs> so that's mm. even weirder. How odd! For sure. That's why I was confused. So yeah, I guess that's. Guess that's that. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, move on to the next thing, which is that the Stranger Things final season production is pushed back due to the writer's strike. Uh, Duffer Bros hope fair, fair deal is reached soon. Uh, fans of Netflix's Stranger Things will have to wait f- longer for the fifth and final season. The start of production is being delayed by the writer's strike. Faced with the prospect of filming without writers on set, creators, executive producers, and showrunners of Duffer Brothers opted to instead postpone production. Writing does not stop when filming begins, they wrote on the official Twitter account for the Stranger Things. Uh, on their official Twitter account. While we're excited to start production with our amazing cast and crew, it is not possible during this strike. We hope a fair deal is reached soon so we can all get back to work. Until then, over and out. Hashtag WGA strong. So I wanted to, I just want to include this because there is a strike, yeah. writer's strike going on right now, and it is obviously affecting everything. And the last time that we had a writer's strike, uh, it was around 2007, 2008, I want to say. And it went on for like, if I like remember, 100, I remember 100 days that, or something? Yeah, like, like 100 days is what I was, uh, is what I had read, yeah. Yeah. So, who knows how long this one will go on for, but they, the, these studios and, and streaming services and, you know, people who, you know, can do right by these writers need to fucking do right by these writers, man. Like, mm-hmm. They are the beginning. They are the start of everything. If you are not treating your writers well, your products, your, you know, 
IP or whatever it is is gonna go to shit. So pay them, do right by them, and just uh, you know make sure that they deserve what they are due because. Like I said, who knows how long this is going to go on for, but, you know, might be a while and it's going to affect a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Um, here are some of the goals. I, I found this just while searching. It says they want to, this is for the weather on strike. They want to increase funding and job security for writers. They want to increase the size of writers rooms and they want to limit the use of artificial intelligence in the writing process. So. Okay. Very important uh, things there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pay your writers so you, think, you don't have shows, all, to be honest. I think those are you all, know? Yeah, those are all reasonable uh, <clears throat> requests, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, studios and, and people out there. Uh, do right by the writers, man. and They'll do right by you. Mm-hmm. We'll see how long this takes. The last one went on for about a hundred days, so you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they can get this one figured out sooner rather than later. But it could we're very well be longer in, than hundred days. Yeah, yeah, we're six days in. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. We shall see. But hopefully, yeah, that gets uh, resolved in in a, in a you know in a good way. But we'll we'll have to wait and see for now. Uh, All right. That is it for the TV news. Movie news. Movie news. This is gonna be real, real quick. quick. We only we got like two trailers to watch, and that's it. Because again, writer It's been. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> it's just uh, not a lot going on, man. No. Not a lot. Really, on. the writer strike is probably like the biggest piece of news, and it's in both TV and movie news. To be honest, because yeah. no, for sure, a lot yeah. of things are just on hold because of that. Yeah, it it affects like just so, so many things. Like I was saying, yeah. All right. All well, right, the first trailer we have is uh, Dune Part Two. Childhood. Uh, both Josh and I have reacted. We sure have this originally. So if you want to go check that out, check it out. Um, so let's go ahead and throw this up. Get it open here. All right. In three, two, one, go. It's breathtaking. When you see sand here, imagine water. If you dive in. You can't reach the bottom. You dive in. Yes, it's called swimming. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe swimming you. in sand. In the shadows of Arrakis lie many secrets, but the darkest of them all may remain. Lawrence Pugh. The end of House Atreides. R.I.P. The Duke. What if Paul Atreides were still alive? Your boy Gurney. Oh 
Dude, I just want to see the ornithopters do some gangster ass shit, man. <laughs> they are very cool. Don't try to impress anyone. What does he do? Of course he does. You're brave. We all know that. Be simple. Be direct. I understand. Nothing fancy. The black and white stuff looks interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering why that's in here. <clears throat> to be honest. Gave them something to hope for. That's not hope. May thy knife chip and shatter. Fuck your knife, homie. Again, with all the names of the cast, November third. I know Josh is very hyped for this. Bro, uh, I got chills watching the trailer again. I've seen it already. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. The one thing in this trailer that I wanted that I didn't get is I wanted to see Christopher Walken. Like I want to see what he looks like. Yeah, as I was uh, the emperor. The emperor, right? Yeah, I was. I, was, I remember <laughs> saying that in my reaction too. I was like, man, we didn't get to see him at all. And then I also miscorrectly spoke and I said that we didn't really get to see uh, Journey, but we did. We got a little, we got we got a glimpse. You get like a sure. shot of them. Yeah, uh, just the one though. Um. But, yeah, uh, I'm curious about the black and white scenes. Like, uh, I don't, uh, is that going to be in the movie or is that just a trailer choice? Like, you know, like, is it, like it's kind of flashback thing or like, I don't, that, know, I don't know. What I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> because in the book, it's not like this scene is in black and white, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's obviously a movie thing. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a movie choice for sure. Uh, but yeah, I was also questioning why they have Paul riding the worm in this trailer, because I feel like that's a big moment in the books and I wouldn't have put that in a trailer if it was me. But after watching it again, it makes sense to put it in here because everybody knows he's going to ride the fucking worm and, and uh, it's a, it's a good moment to put in the trailer and just kind of show off a little bit. So something, everybody's going to see it anyway. So throw that on the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I was kind of questioning, well, that's kind of a big spoiler for you, the way in the way he's going to ride that fucking worm anyway. Everybody knows it. Shai <laughs> you know? Shai Yeah. Spice. Blows. Fear is a mind killer. Uh, what's the All next right. thing we got, DT, if we're done with Dune? We got one more trailer here to watch. And it is for Oppenheimer, which I actually watched this. When I went to watch Guardians for the first so did time I. a couple of days ago, <laughs> so I saw that in the big screen. It's kind of rare for me to watch a trailer on the big screen before yep. I do in like here. So, yeah. And remember when so, I came home and I was like, I saw a trailer that I didn't, I didn't even know it was out. That's because yeah, the trailer I mean, wasn't out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It released like yeah, like yesterday. I was like, what the hell? 
So I was like, yeah, I saw this in the theater before I saw it, like before it even came out. Like, what? I, I can't remember the last time that happened. But that, I can't like, either. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, let's check this out. Oppenheimer, new trailer. Three, two, one, go. We got to keep an eye out, DT. I'm sure we're in here somewhere. I don't know. I haven't gotten paid yet, dude. I, got, I need more V-Bucks, bro. They, they got to they gotta hit me up with that check. national <laughs> From Christopher Nolan. We're in a race against the Nazis. And I know what it means. If the Nazis have a bomb. We have a 12-month head start. 18. How could you possibly know that? We've got one hope. Matt Damon. All America's industrial <laughs> mind and scientific innovation connected here. Secret laboratory. Keep As I watch this, I'm like, how cool is it for Killian Murphy to finally star in a Christopher Nolan movie? Because he's always been like a supporting guy in his other movies, you know? Right. Build a town, build it fast. And now he's like the guy. We don't let scientists bring their families. We'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? Why? How about because this is the most important thing to ever happen in the history of the world? You're the great improviser, but this... You can't do in your head. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. But I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? The world will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. It's my birthday. Three, Truman needs to know what's next. Two, what's next? One. There it is. <clears throat> yeah, that trailer's fucking intense. Um, yeah, it, it really and see, is. That's, and seeing uh, it on the big screen, it was really intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh... It, it it was it was cool seeing it on the big screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is gonna be a pretty long movie, right? I don't know what the does it have a runtime yet? I think I remember. I'm sure it's gonna be long as shit. Yeah. I think it was gonna be like 
It says two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. So yeah. A lot of people in it though. Oh, yeah. I didn't see SDT. I looked. <laughs> I did look. I'm sure they didn't cut our parts. I, I, I'm positive, right? We're in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cast is kind of crazy, though. I, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. So. I, this looks interesting. I don't know if it's a, I'll go to the movies and check this out interesting enough for me, but I will definitely check it out when it comes out. At home, at the very least. You know? I think the we were talking about the, like, the release date. And I, and I think it makes sense to have this and Barbie come out the same day because we were, yes. we were joking about it. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> you got fucking uh, this and Barbie coming out the same day. So it's like you go to one and then you go to the other, right? Kind Man, of... one's really heavy and the other one's silly comedy. So, yeah, which is they're both coming out on my birthday. So double feature time for the birthday. Double feature, man. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing. Imagine you go see Oppenheimer, and then after that, you're like, "Hey, let's watch Barbie." Straight <laughs> yeah, <fade> up, man. <laughs> what's Barbie's runtime? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm gonna look I, that if up. I had, if I had to guess, I would say like two fifteen or something. An hour and forty minutes. Oh wow, that is uh it's really short actually. Yeah. Yeah, that is shorter than I thought. It's not even two hours. I thought it'd be at least be like two. According to this, it's an hour forty. Damn, okay. So that movie's gonna just start and not gonna end till it ends. Yeah, I got guess. no time to waste, I suppose, huh? I reckon. Alright, well, that's our news for the day, my friend. That's it, guys. Like, not a whole lot out there, really. We did the news in under an hour. Uh, DT, I don't need a break. Do you need a break? I know, I definitely don't. So, okay, let's just move to, right along. We're good, to, we're good to go. Yeah. All right. We're going to the next half of the show, which is Star Wars Visions Season 2. Yes. All right. Season 2. We're good to begin the discussion, DT. How you want to start this? So, Star Wars Visions Season 2 has the same amount of episodes that Season 1 had, which is 9. They did 9 and 9, which makes sense. I like when a show is consistent with the amount of episodes they have per season. I hate when shows are like, this one's going to be... Season 1's like 10 episodes. Season 2's 15. and Season 3's 24. And... Season five is fucking eight. It's like, what? No. Be consistent with your shit, please. So I like that. That this show is like, you know, nine and nine. Um, so yeah, we have nine episodes. So the first one is called Sith. And it is uh from a Spanish studio called El Guiri. Uh, episode two is called Screechers Reach, and it is by the Irish studio Cartoon uh, Saloon. Um, episode three was In the Stars, coming to us from Chilean studio uh, Punk Robot, and then. 
episode four is the English studio Ardman. Uh, call the episode's called "I Am Your Mother." Episode five is "Journey to the Dark Head," and it is a uh, Korean studio Mer. Uh. Then we have episode six called The Spy Dancer uh, coming to us from the French studio La Cachette. And then we have episode seven from Indian Studio 88 Pictures, The Bandits of Golak. Episode eight. Uh, we have, I think this is a Japanese, this is a joint one, Japanese uh, with Lucas, uh, the art, Shato and uh, Lucasfilm Animation uh, called The Pit. And then the final episode called Ao Song, which is a South African uh, studio triggerfish. So those are our nine episodes. Uh... Star Wars Vision season two. Josh, did you like the season? I do. I do like the season. Yes, I do. I do as well. Um, I think when I compare this to season one, I feel like season one has higher highs, but this season is more consistent. Yeah. Because there are, there are episodes that. in season one that I don't like. But the ones that I do like are like my favorite episodes. Yeah. But this season, I feel like was more consistent throughout. And I wouldn't say there's one that I dislike, but there's just like, you know, some that I definitely prefer over others. But I just I'm like in season one, I. I I hated like the twins episode because it's just over the top anime bullshit that i just do not vibe with mm -hmm. but then there's stuff i love like the ninth jedi and the duel and the elder like those were episodes were fun those are my you know the village bride like so yeah all, one every has, one of those like, again the ones high high highs for me but then like then they got low lows like the twins which are just not hey that ain't it but this season i feel like was more yeah consistent like i said and uh yeah I just uh I uh thought it was more consistent that way. So yeah, so uh do we wanna just uh they're all I mean at, like season one, they're all separate episodes. Yeah. Um so you don't really need to uh you know, watch them in any particular order. But uh you know, the order this... that they uh, you know, I've released in is the one that I that I said earlier. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say. Um, uh, the thing to remember about uh these is like, even though like there's some episodes that don't necessarily hit for me, it's like I don't think any of them are bad. They all just kind of like they're all so different, and like we talk about this a lot of times with movies, like especially when we do retro rewatches, right? We're like, or rewinds either one. 
it, yeah. it, it, we always talk about like no matter about the movie you can always get something out of it and there's definitely something yeah. in each and every one of these episodes that is oh, worth for sure watching for sure, them for all sure. it was just something yeah, i wanted yeah. to throw on there absolutely yeah there's something you can get from each and every one of these for sure <laughs> i definitely like how diverse this season is and how different each episode is from each other Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, you just want to talk about uh, each episode? Or yeah, we can do that. Let's do favorites it. Favorites or strong points or. But wait, let's talk about or... each because it's only nine and we have plenty of time. So, uh, right. we can hop in with each one that we that we yeah, want yeah. to. So sure. Let's start off with Sith, huh? That's the first one. Sith. Yeah, that was the. That was the first one, yeah. So, so when this one first started, I actually wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, to be honest with you. Because mm. I was like, I don't know if I like the style. Um, But there's a point that happens in this episode, I want to say, where it kicks into high gear. And at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I like this. <laughs> you know, like, uh, how about you, DT? How were you feeling at the start of this episode? I loved it from the start. I love the animation. It's very like Spider-Verse, like, you know, Puss in Boots, like the, the new kind of animation style that we've gotten since Spider-Verse. I love that. And it just it looked amazing to me. I love the the look of the Sith and, and of and of the, the you know the apprentice and oh man Sith looks her cool. droid and the sabers and just she had like a yellow like like a she had like a lightsaber cutlass, which like was super cool, man. I really like that design. Like I'm I'm surprised that like we we haven't seen that like kind of design and other things you know like like we all everybody always seems to be like oh lightsaber katana or lightsaber you know uh you know whatever but like a lightsaber cutlass is such an interesting like design man that we haven't really seen a whole lot of and it's like that's awesome and yeah I just look at look at look at look at this dude he looks awesome and the voice is not is great too and just it was uh it's such a well done episode. I really I really did like it, man. Uh the animation style and everything. Like I really really uh, I mean she had a fucking wheel bike like Grievous, man. Like it was Yeah. She's a painter. Like there's so many cool so many cool things, man, this from this episode that I really enjoyed and I yeah, just the animation style, the art style was 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 great. So I was I was on board this episode from I think the uh, the trailers, like I just really, from the moment we saw it, I was all about it. I got you. Yeah, I uh, I liked it, and so I don't know what it was because I'm when it comes to animation styles, I I it's hard for me not to judge right off the bat if i'm gonna like something or or if i'm gonna hate if i'm gonna like it or not i tend to hate most things until it wins me over um so i i didn't hate it i was just like i don't know if i'm gonna like this or not and then like we get to the the second part of the episode where the 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 master shows up and like from that moment on i was like okay this is fucking dope i like this it won me over. I and I so I ended up enjoying that episode a lot more than I may have initially thought I maybe wouldn't have. So, you know, because it like I'll be honest, I a lot it takes it because every episode here is a different style. Like 
there's obviously some styles that I'm going to like more than others. Um, so it, it, it kind of had to, through no fault of its own, through the fault of my myself, right, really, is like it has to win me over, right? It's not even like that type of, like, a, I, I, it just has to win me over because that animation style might not just be what grabs me immediately. Like, we'll talk about that more when we get to the I am your mother part because <laughs> the, that animation style is, is definitely not my favorite, so. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 and it did win me over. I was like, okay, yeah, I do like this stuff. Well, I, I see what they're doing here. I see what they did with this. Um, and when it kicks off, it kicks off really well. So I do, I do like that episode a lot. Yeah, that was a, yeah, it's a great episode. I like that she was kind of like a painter. And yeah, all the paint stuff was cool. It was, yeah, it was just, it was cool. I, I, I really, I, I like that one. I like the droid design with the little legs and all that. Like, I I love a lot of the designs in that episode. Like, I think from her to the droid to the Sith Master. Yeah, yeah, the designs were all good. I thought it was a good way to open up the season with some with an episode like this, kind of like they did with season one, with uh, you know, the 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 dual episode. I think they're just they're like good episodes to start with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Great episode, solid episode. Um, yeah, definitely enjoyed that one. I would say it was one of my episodes that I liked the most this season, for sure. Uh, compared to some of the other ones, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, maybe uh, for episode two. Yeah, move on to the next one. All right. So episode two, Screechers Reach. Uh, a young girl seeking reprieve from her days in the rural workhouse discovers a legendary haunted cave with her friends. The cave's dark pull will change the trajectory of her life forever. So this one, Cartoon Saloon. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was not expecting this one to be as kind of dark no as it was. it's dark as I was, fuck. <laughs> I was surprised about how dark it was I was like damn you, you know what's funny I had to watch this episode twice because I was doing something on the side and all I heard all I heard was screaming and I had to restart the episode because I had missed what the fuck was going on because I was because I'm I'm a multitasker guys I'm trying to do multiple things it's just the, I'm a very busy person unfortunately and uh so I had uh, I was watching visions while doing this other thing and then I, I i stopped to finish all the other shit i was doing and then i gave visions my full attention so uh i had to watch this episode two times because i i missed a part of it that first go around but yeah this this episode's fucking dark dude and i wasn't expecting it at all uh especially with the uh, animation style for it either i was like this is probably yeah. going to be more towards geared more towards kids style you know not not necessarily yeah. but like boy and was i wrong you. they opened up yep. that episode with like hey look child labor camp <laughs> here you go yep. <laughs> i was like well like, i wasn't expecting that these <laughs> like the factory sounds from the geonosis uh droid factory and stuff and i was like wow this is yeah this is uh that was quite something the way they started off man i definitely was not expecting this one to go this way but i think that all works into the favor of of Cartoon Saloon. They 
they actually had a pretty solid episode here, I would say, man. Yeah. They, I really just was not expecting it to go this way. So, so yeah, Screech's Reach was uh, very, very well done. Props to Cartoon Saloon. They, uh, yeah, they did good. I mean, I, man, like the ending was just. <laughs> it was I was dark, like, it was, it was weird. yeah, it was, it was something, man. It was something. That Seth literally used that child to kill yep. that person. That, that I'm assuming. I want to say old master, but I don't know. Like I'm just making assumptions because it never laid out completely, right? It's just like you have to you have to kind of make your own, uh, draw your own dots, draw your own lines. So those dots, I guess. I put uh, thought, but yeah, it was a good episode. I wasn't expecting it to be as dark as it was, and that one is. Definitely one of the darker ones of the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. That was just something that, again, I was not expecting it to be. But it was, uh, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was good, man. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, because much like you, I remember like watching the uh, the trailers and just being like, "Man, I, uh, I don't know, I don't know, how, I don't know how to feel about this one." But then we saw it, and boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, did they do good? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. It was just a nice little story with a girl and her friends and just, you know, leaving. She leaves them, leaves them behind. Leaving, your, leaving them behind and leaving your land behind and all that. Wanting to go to other things like that. It's, yeah, it was really well done. Um, But, uh, yeah. Episode three. Yeah. In the stars. Two sisters, the last of their kind, who live in hiding on their ravaged land, squabble about how to survive with the Empire encroaching. On a water run, the sisters must fight back when they are discovered. Uh, this one was awesome. This was uh, another one where I wasn't sure about the animation for me. You know, because it's kind of like that... Uh, yeah, it's a... It's a stop-motion-y? Like stop-motion, yeah. Which yeah. I'm really... Which I really dig. I like the stop-motion stuff. I like I just the look like the snowtroopers mm -hmm. look cool the tie fighters the walkers like it, it like it looked fantastic I I, I like I ended up liking this episode a lot it, it made me emotional this one this one actually out of all the ones this one hit me in the feels <laughs> as weird as that is and I don't you know like I don't know why it hit me but it, it kind of I was like why am I crying at this I'm a bitch <laughs> but it's a good episode I I I like this episode a lot um. Yeah, and I like a lot of the designs in it too. Like I said, each episode kind of has to win me over because they're all different animations. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one has like a good little story. It's uh, I, I, uh, I ended up liking the stop motion. It has a cool Tie Fighter design in yeah. it with a fucking searchlight. Um, yeah, I ended up liking this episode a lot. So you you like it, DT? I do, I do. I like this one. I, I mean, I, like I said, I like the stop motion. I like the designs of things. I like how kind of the Tie Fighter, like even in the trailers when you see it, it looks very like steampunky kind of almost. Yeah. It's got, like, a, 
it's got like a searchlight on it and it just yeah it looked cool man the uh the walker looked looked very nice and the snow troopers looked cool like it was just yeah i really i really dug this episode and it was a nice sister story um, yeah with the force and all that and yeah i really i really dug it it was it was very well done and uh you know the moments when you think the force is going to be utilized you know it happens and it's it's great and it's oh yeah it's awesome it, it's good it storytelling really well done. yeah i, really I cool. enjoyed it a lot i saw some people knock it uh for the voice acting and i was like well she's a fucking kid dude like what she's supposed to talk yeah. like that what the fuck you know that's interesting but, i haven't really like i haven't really looked too much into like how other people feel about this mm-hmm. season yet um it only just came out a few days ago so i haven't really gotten a chance to look at uh you know I'll do a like a that. quick glance through on like uh on like uh uh like the Reddit threads, you know, they'll have like the, here's a discussion for each episode. I won't go episode by episode, but I, I'll flip through a few and see what people are saying about it cuz I looked at this one specifically because I was like this moon made me emotional. I wonder if anybody else felt emotional. And all I saw was people kind of ragging on the voice acting. I was like, "Come on, man." Like really, that's what you got hung up on. But what ifs? I like that episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I I definitely enjoyed it too. I I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it, like ultimately, but like just watching, like again, a lot of my like initial thoughts are like through the trailer, right? Because it's the first thing you see. So I'm like, all right, how do I? How am I gonna, you know, feel about? uh this but um watching it it was it was awesome snow troopers were great tie fighters are great uh even the officer lady who was voiced by kate dickey um also interesting uh yeah it was uh it was definitely uh one of the better i think one of the better episodes this season um so yeah for sure i definitely did like that one and like just even like as the build-up we were coming up when we were like getting closer to the show coming out like they would release a poster for each episode like every day like the poster for this one is great um but yeah well done to uh yeah to that, to that episode because it was good um Episode four. I am your mother. Young pilot Annie, who is embarrassed by her sweet but clingy mom, must team with her for a madcap family race at the academy. Along the way, their relationship is tested by the elements, their old ship, other racers, and each other. Um, so this one you said you weren't the biggest fan of the animation, right? The, so here's what the, I was gonna say about this. I'm not a fan of that Wallace and Gromit style, that chicken yeah. run. And that is what this animation studio yeah. is. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of it. I do not like it. I just think it looks weird. And this is the episode that I was like, I'm very wary on if I'm going to like this or not. Right. Here's the kicker. I do like it. 
I like this episode a lot. <laughs> I actually did end up liking it more than I thought yeah. I would. Actually, I was like, okay. And that's the thing with going in, like judging something before you've seen it, right? Like I'm just judging yeah. it based on a trailer and I've seen an animation. And I just don't know if it's for me after watching it. I was wrong. I was completely wrong because I like this episode a lot. I like the story of the mother and the daughter, the animation style. I didn't even notice it after, uh, you know, I, I got into it. Um, and I just ended up liking this episode a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, so uh, that that's what I wanted to say on it. So anybody that thought I hated this episode when I said what I said earlier, you're wrong. I actually like this episode, baby. Got him. <laughs> uh, so you prejudged me. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. But yeah, I did end up liking this episode a lot. I uh, thought the voice acting was good and all that in here, too. Um, and I like yeah. I like the concept. I also like <laughs> I like the uh, the wedge Antilles like parody here by my shit stuff. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, I think this episode had like one of the best like uh like there's a lot of cool Easter eggs you you could find. There's a lot of cool like just if you don't like like it's there if you see it like if mm -hmm. you look at it if you pay attention but if not like you know whatever like i, I like that it's a mother story or a mother daughter story mm -hmm. and they're both twi'leks and the, she wants to be a pilot and she has posters of hera who is another very famous twi'lek pilot on her wall and wedge and the fact that we got Wedge and he's voiced by Dennis Lawson, who is mm -hmm. Wedge in the original trilogy and episode nine. And it's just, yeah, they had like, yeah, the Mantis style ship. We got a really droid cool. doggy. That, that, yeah, yeah, we had a little baby Wookiee. Uh, it was, it was, it was one of the like more fun stories, I feel like. Yeah. And much like you, I think like, the animation style is not like my favorite either, but I, I still had fun with it and it was, it was enjoyable. And, and I had a, you know, it was cool seeing this art style translate into, uh, you know, star Wars, like, like, you know, uh, yeah, but yeah the, the, this episode had a bunch of cool stuff, like in the background and, and just, if you're paying attention that you'll spot and it was really cool, man. I, I, uh, I thought the story was, was really neat. And, um, just the idea of like a, you know, family race and, you know, some of the designs that they had, like, you know, the yacht and the, you know, the, uh, that ship that, um, the other, like the, the rival mother daughter had, you know, the one that had like the same haircut, <laughs> that ship was cool looking too, man. It reminded me of like a, like a dark side or, or like a, like a, just an evil version of like Padme's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, ship from, uh, Phantom Menace, like just like black and red version of that instead of being all chromed out or whatever. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of cool, a lot of cool designs in this. Um, interesting characters and, and names and, and just, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think this was probably like a, 
if I if I were to like rank the episodes, this one would probably be on the lower end. But I really, but I don't know. I, I just I I still have fun with I still had fun with it. Like yeah, it's it's like I said at the top of the of, you know when we start talking about it, it's like I don't think any of these are bad. It's just you know, I I think for me where where this one loses is kind of the the animation style because this is not my like there there's other animation styles in this season that I just like more. But like I like I pretty much like everything else about it. Like you know, like I said, the uh, the uh, characters and the story of it and everything. But you know, but that being said, like even though I'm not the biggest fan of the animation style, it looks amazing still. Like yeah, you know, there was a point where like there's like a bunch of like wooden like animal creature things, like wooden porgs and stuff in the you know around the place and they look great there's they they had, they had a bunch of like background characters like um, like gamorians and a bunch of different aliens that i was like this is this is really cool man just seeing this you know star warsified like it was really really awesome so i really so i i dug it really you know very much even though it's not one of my strongest uh you know or favorite styles animation wise you know but i can still be like yo this is this is a really good episode still regardless of mm-hmm. that and i had a good time with it yeah one of my favorite things about this whole show in general is just like the way they can introduce things into star wars that we hadn't seen before and you're like man that could like really work in other star wars things you know yeah which will i definitely have more to say about that on some of the later episodes yeah, overall, good episode. Fun one too, mother daughter story. Uh, episode five. Yes, journey to the dark hit. Journey to the dark hit. A hopeful mechanic and a disillusioned Jedi, young Jedi team up for a risky and unlikely quest to turn the tide of the galactic war, but dark forces tail them. Yeah. How'd you feel about this one? I like it fine. Now, I, it didn't blow me away, uh, but I liked it okay enough, you know? Like, yeah. It, we kind of returned to that anime ish style again. And, uh, yeah. The, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the Jedi character doesn't really act like a Jedi that much. So it kind of bothers me a little bit, especially because, like, this one feels like the, not the no, I, that that's incorrect. This does not feel like the most faithful. But I mean, like it, you know, it. They all everything looks Star Wars in it. I guess is what I'm getting at. But the characters don't act like that, so it kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, yeah. But I don't hate it. It's just, I got you. I I just don't love it. I liked it fine enough. I like the fights. Like the fights are good. Uh, I yeah. find the story kind of interesting with this floaty ring that rains and you could get premonitions on this i thought that was all interesting stuff like uh but my issue is like i don't know it's okay about you yeah i kind of i kind of feel the same way i this episode didn't really like i know i think a lot of people like this might be one of their favorite ones i'm just kind of like yeah it's probably mid-tier for me like it, you know yeah it like i like the animation style you know, but yeah. like the actual story itself, I was kind of like, eh, this, this, this Jedi kid, you know, like you kind of like, eh. I don't, I, I might have to. So 
I didn't even say this at the top, but I've only I've only watched these episodes all once, except for yeah, I'm the same. This one particular episode, I I feel like I need to rewatch some of these to kind of see how I feel about it. Because like as of right now, if you ask me to rank them, I probably could, but not like I don't know if I, you know, like I I have to rewatch it to like really get another like better idea of how I feel about some of these. But mm-hmm. yeah, this one was it was fine. I like the like you know the i like the the villain character we get in this yeah um i like the mechanic girl she's pretty cool but yeah the jedi kid i think is the probably the weakest character of the three and just like what am i what stuff i do like about this episode though is like the locations and the you know like when we go to the see the council and they're like you know in the ship or whatever it's like that's yeah that's cool that was pretty cool I i like some of that stuff more so than like like for me, the story on this one was kind of weak, but I like some of the other things, like the animation style and some of the, you know, world building things that they do and and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was, it was uh it was it was okay. Yeah, I got All you. Right. All right, we can move on to the next one then. We we're both kind of lukewarm on that one. So. Yeah, yeah, it it it's it was whatever. Next one is episode six, the spy dancer, the pre- the premier famous dancer at a famous imperial frequented cabaret uses her unique skill set to spy for the rebellion, but the presence of a mysterious officer threatens to derail her mission. Um. How you feel about this one? I do not like the animation style. Okay. I I like that it's a French studio, and I like that the story's like a French Resistance type story makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, but I just I think the characters look weird. I think it's beautiful when they do the dances and stuff, but I just it's not my type of style. You know, like I like everything else about it though. Like, and I don't hate the episode. I think the episode's good. It's just the style. Uh, I got you. Uh, about it that kind of I, I just it's just not for me that's all and um but i think the story is 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 good um uh uh and all all of that i like the music i like the idea of, of like this kind of french resistance planting bugs while she's dancing around that's cool um but uh yeah that style is just just not for you boy how about you i actually I actually enjoy this episode quite a bit. I more mm-hmm. than I thought because going into it again, just speaking about the trailers, so like you never know what's going to be your thing and what's not aside from just looking at the art style. Right. Yeah. Um, but I really dug the idea for this. Like again, just going into mm-hmm. Imperial cabaret and you got rebel spies and you know, the mother looking for her son and 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 finding him and and just so like i i actually don't mind the animation i got you i it's not like i wouldn't say it's like you know one of my favorite animation styles like because there's definitely other ones that i enjoy more but i mean it's mm-hmm. there's certain stuff in it that i'm like dude they made those kx droids look intimidating as fuck with the red eyes and stuff dude like i was like man those those KX droids look fucking. I would want to mess with one of those, man. 
Mm-hmm. And then just like yeah, the way with the, with the with the dancing and the cloth and the swinging around and all that kind of stuff, and just the idea of having like an imperial like you know, like you see all these stormtroopers take off their helmets and just hang out and and, and chill, and you know there's moths and you know, ad, you know officers and stuff like that's it's a really cool like like I got like art like our Star Wars RPG vibes out of this episode. Like I could totally yeah. see this being like a game or something. And I and I really dug that. Just seeing the droids and 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 the just you know the world the world building of it all is really like I really enjoyed that. So I I it was really cool, man. I, I really I really like this one more than I thought I was going to. So um Daniel, your camera has frozen, just so you're aware. Um I gotcha. Uh, um, and you're making the best face. I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is going what is happening why is this happening lately what's happening i think hold on i think it's my obs oh okay two seconds guys just so anyway <laughs> that was really I will, funny. I, will, I will continue talking about it i'll yes. continue talking about it but i yeah i really liked this episode more than i thought i was going to um there was a lot of the uh yeah just the world building and and and, and yeah i i i really like this one man like, mm. like i really really do it was it was the uh, world building's good yeah i agree with that it was awesome um hey you're good now. like i said like i said one of those things that i could just see um being like a like a proper you know, like like a like an idea for like a like a D like a RPG D and D game, or just you can take elements from this and use in other Star Wars stories, and you know. Um. So yeah, it's it's uh, good stuff, man. All right. All right. Uh, next episode. Yep, next episode is episode seven, The Bandits of Golok. Fleeing from their village by train and pursued by ferocious Imperial forces, a boy and his force-sensitive younger sister seek refuge in a vibrant and dangerous Daba. I'm going to go ahead and say, or actually, how how'd you feel about this one, Josh? Um, Probably, I think you and I are in agreement here. Probably the most familiar and uh so i like it a lot i probably like it the most out of this season i guess it would be like where i would put it in yeah of things um it's it's um it's different enough but also familiar enough that this could uh, and i know you feel the same way uh that it could fit in clone wars like it's it 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 feels like that to me. It feels like we're just on a random planet following these characters, and it feels Star Wars. This is the most. Whereas everything else kind of takes every episode in the season obviously takes liberties with things, and this one obviously it does too. But this actually feels like Star Wars. Like this is Star Wars to me. So, uh, how about you, DT? Uh, I know you were 
massive fan of this one. I so am also for a big me, fan of it. This is easily my favorite episode of the season. This yeah. one is like the highest of the high this season for me. It was mm-hmm. awesome. This episode I love so much. It was fantastic. I love the world building. I love the characters, the you know, the the sister and the brother and the you know the the, inqu- mm-hmm. the dude the inquisitor design was fucking cool as shit. He got some purge troopers. Just just really awesome world building with the like market and the and the the, the you know buildings and the just the train, the everything. Like it was just it was yeah. really well done. And like speaking of Clone Wars, they actually reuse several Clone Wars like models in 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 this uh episode like the uh yeah, uh, like, what's his name? Uh, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? The the old Clone Wars Jedi with the with the cane that helps out Ahsoka. Fuck, he was in fucking uh, Obi Wan. Ah, why am uh, I blanking on his name? I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. Oh man, sometimes I have like such terrible, uh, brain farts. He's a Kozian. Fuck. Teresa Nube, damn it. That's what it was. You got Man, it. Sometimes it takes me like forever to come to think of things, but they reused like the Teresa Nube model in this episode a few times, which I think is uh, interesting. Um, yeah, just all these different aliens and just, yeah, I, I just really like this episode to me, like there is nothing here that is, that conflicts with Canon where I feel like some other episodes might, this one, I'm like, dude, you could slot yeah. this into canon easily. Like this, I don't know if the planet is called Golok or if the town is called Golok, but this whole planet, you could ban if if they brought this into canon, I I would be, I'd be down. This is this is awesome, dude. Everything mm-hmm. about this episode, I was 150 percent about. Like it was so cool, man. The lady with the cane lightsaber that she splits in half to have you know dual wielding and just man. So cool, dude. So I was just so all about it, like from start to finish. I have a question for you, ET. We've yeah. we've we've had two seasons of uh, visions now. Yes. And obviously, they just like giving it to other studios and letting them play around with Star Wars a little bit. Do you think eventually? What what is the ultimate goal? Do you think they would like get one of these studios to do like a little series for a while? Like, do you think that is the ultimate goal here or is, is it, are they just playing around with star Wars? I think they're just playing around with star Wars, but I would for one enjoy some of these stories so much that I would be down if they gave them their own series. Like if, if Lucasfilm was like, you could give, I mean, shit, if you asked me, if you could give one studio this season, a spinoff show, I would give it to these guys, 88 pictures. Cause I love this episode to me was just the best. It was awesome. Like I I again, there's nothing I dislike about it. It was awesome from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like I really really enjoyed it. Like even like the 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 sister like just using the force at random times when she's not supposed to. You're like, "Oh my god, what the hell are you doing?" But it like, you know, you're like, "Shit, what what is how is the world around her going to react to that?" And it's like, you know, it's so so fascinating the way it ends like you know she's she's just to leave her brother and she's going off with this uh with this lady and it's like man you're gonna become a jedi like there's, there's nothing to be afraid of there's other people here with you like yeah just really cool stuff man i, I liked all of the 
I liked all the characters. I really, I really dug it. It was one of the best uh, lightsaber duels as well. Um, and all of these uh, episodes, I really, I just, I just, I have nothing but good things to say about this episode. I loved it, man. Oh, the fucking music was great too. I wouldn't mention that. But the music was good. Just, just, I, I again, I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. It was fantastic. I really, really liked this episode. Yeah. It's a good episode. Um, I like it too. I hope that they, uh, you know, eventually, if they get a chance to do more with it, I hope they do, or give them a spinoff because I would be down for either or both or yeah, just awesome, 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 awesome. Well done. All right. Episode eight, which is the pit. Uh, a fearless young prisoner forced to dig for Kyber by the Empire plans a risky escape for he and his people. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. How you feel about this? One? <laughs> I think. So, okay, I'll go first. Then, you you one. go ahead. I, you go ahead. I think for me, this one is the weakest episode of the season uh i like the animation style but i don't know i just didn't really vibe with it as much as some of the other episodes and uh, i just uh like i get what they're trying to go for f- with this and you know the idea behind it and you know it's like it's kind of fucked up how they just you know get left behind after the empire gets what they want but i mean that's you know that's that's the empire man that's what they do um and it is just you know it's, it's it's brutal but i don't know i just it didn't hit for me as much as some of the other episodes like i i i enjoyed all the other ones like a little a little tiny bit more than this one yeah you know and again I, the animation style is cool like i really like it but it's just the rest of it that i'm kind of like not as strong on yeah i like it fine uh, I don't hate it or anything. I don't, I don't think we hate no. any of these. We've said it repeatedly. It's just some we like more than others. Um, yeah. uh, I think it's fine. I, I, I like it fine. Um, uh, they dig a hole in the ground and, you know, harvest up that kyber and then he escapes. And then I definitely think it, it, it gets really dark when they throw him in the fucking pit and he dies. Like, it's a little rough. Um, um like that's pretty dark. I I do like that. I, I like the idea of showing people kind of rising, kind of up against the empire a little bit with the song. Like Literally, I like that right? part of it. That's pretty. That's pretty. I I do like that part of the pit. Um, uh, where they they like they're the stormtroopers are like threatening to shoot people and they just push through them. Like, I do like that part. Like that part gets me a little hype. But, uh, yeah, I don't. What? <laughs> What's the right word here? I, I want to say it's like not different enough, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's not what I mean either. Um, I don't know. It it, it feels kind of like a safe story, where some of the other stories were like kind of feeling their own thing, I guess. And this feels like star wars i don't know i don't know how to explain it i'm really bad at explaining this you know like it doesn't it doesn't differentiate itself enough i guess is what i'm trying to go for from like what i would want out of something different from star wars or sorry envisions rather 
So, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Uh, final episode. Oh, actually, you know what? Before, I do want to say though, even though that mm. was we're not super strong on that episode, I think that episode had a great voice cast, like David Diggs, yeah, Cedric Yarbo, Matt Wood, Steve Bloom. Like it had a pretty solid like voice cast for this episode. Just, just to you know, add on to it really quickly. Um. Uh, but yeah. yeah, episode nine, the last one. This is a Ao song. An alien child who longs to sing is raised by her loving but stern father to stay quiet because of the calamitous effect her voice has on the crystals in the nearby mountains. Um, this one actually has an opening crawl. Yeah, I I thought that was really cool, man. That's actually yeah. probably my one of my favorite things of this whole episode was that opening yeah. crawl. I was like, wow, I, I miss opening crawls in Star Wars, dude. Like, I wish, like, remember how back in the day everything did it? Yeah. Like, video games did it. Like, fucking comics did it. Like, everything, man. And now it's just like, we don't we don't get it anymore. And it's kind of, it kind of sucks, dude. That is one thing that I just, I think really sucks. Like, we should have, we should have opening crawls again. Also, in the opening crawl, they they call it the world of Korba, but I totally saw Kobo just because we <laughs> played Survivor, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I had to read it again. I was like, "Wait, that's Korba, not Kobo." <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like this one, just mostly because uh, the style. But I ultimately yeah. do like it. I like this episode. I feel like I need to rewatch this one because I. Yeah, I don't know. The the animation style is not my favorite, but then I look at it, yeah. I'm like, man, it looks so it looks so good. Like right? the cloth the cloth, the capes, and the everything. I'm like, I don't yeah, so I don't really I don't really know how I feel about this one. It's kinda it's I would I would put it like towards the bottom again, but I just I feel like I need to rewatch some of these. This one this yeah. one is definitely one of those ones I gotta rewatch. But it was um it was pretty good. Like just it was decent for like a first uh, you know. Like mm -hmm. the, uh, the one time I've seen it, and and yeah, I think this this season does have a, a lot of focus on kyber crystals and 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 whatnot. I think it's just in general, like season one also had this kind of thing where like a lot of the episodes are very force themed or centered because I mean, you as a studio, if you get your one chance to do a Star Wars thing, you're gonna want to do something about the force, right? So it makes sense yeah. that they're all like leaning towards you know certain things like kyber crystals. Force yeah, like, Jedi and Sith and lightsabers and all that. There's only like two so, episodes where it's not that really the spy dancer and and I am your mother. I think right. Yeah. Um. I guess the well the pit technically I guess kind of. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this one. uh it was fine, I suppose. I I I I really gotta rewatch it, to be honest with you, to get like yeah. full thoughts on it. But so but it was uh, but like I said, from just watching it the one time, it was it was nice. I mean, it looked it looked looked very very pretty, it looked very nice. But the animation style is just something I'm not super used to, so kind of like threw me off a little bit there. But anyway, to be fair, that episode nine, I I did all these in pretty much one sitting, after restarting episode two. So by the time I got to episode nine, I was just kind of 
<laughs> I was kind of done, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm ready to wrap this up so we could talk about it on Monday. So maybe I probably didn't give that episode its fair shake necessarily either. Um, but I, I liked it well enough. I don't hate it. by any, I like it more than The Pit. Um, uh, so Pit's... <laughs> ironically, The Pit's at the bottom. Uh, who knew? Um, uh, 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 yeah, so... Yeah, I think this is a, this is like the 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 thing that I remember. Like I can say the most about this episode is that it's very beautiful. It's very, mm-hmm. very vibrant, very very pretty looking, and all that. So yeah, it's um, yeah, I'll, I will give him that. It was it was very very nice, and pleasant to look at. It feels like the kind of episode I'd watch as a kid growing up on like a kids show, you know, like a one of those kids centric channels. Like Little Bear or Blue's Clues, you know? Kind of made me think of that a little bit. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I like it well enough. All right, DT. Uh, You like Volume 2 more than Volume 1? Uh... I don't know if I do. Ooh. I don't know if I do. Because, again, I think the high, season one has higher highs for me. Like I got you. Like, for example, let me, let me, let me tell you, like, let me look at all the episodes <laughs> in season one real quick, right? Well, what's funny is, so like, if, you and I are of the same mind, too. Like, I think I'm the same. But you go so ahead. So season one, I love the duel. I love the village bride. I love the ninth Jedi. I love the elder. So those are like, let me see, one, two, three. That's four episodes that that I like love. Like those are awesome mm-hmm. episodes. And then season two, like the only one, to be honest with you, the only one I like truly love is the Bandits of Golok. Okay. Because they some of what? the other ones, the other You're ones right. I like, I like I like Sith and In the Stars and. Screechers Reach and some of these other ones, but like, if you ask me, what is some that like you have, like you have in your mind, what do you like? What has to continue? What do you want to continue? What do you want to see more of? I would say, give me more of the duel, give me more Village Bride, give me more Ninth Jedi, give me more the Elder, and then give me more fucking the Bandits of Golok. That's five episodes out of how many? Fucking 18 or whatever. Yeah. So, like, those are like, man, I kind of want to do a tier list of this now, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, because, like, the, like, those are like my top five, and then everything else just kind of goes under that, right? And it's like, there are, I, th- I think I like, man, this is tough, because I, I feel like, Season two is more consistent, like I said, but mm-hmm. season one just has like more of the episodes that I like love. Like, I don't know, man. Oh, I got you. It's kind of, I'm kind of conflicted there with that, to be honest with you. But, um, I guess if you were to ask me, like, if I prefer, like, if, like, if you, like, if there's a conclusive answer, I think I enjoy season one more just because I, there's more episodes that I like in that season, personally. I got you. How about yourself? 
Now, the, the reason I asked was I was hoping you would have a different opinion, but we have the same opinion. <laughs> I think oh, wow. I like <laughs> uh, I like volume one. The, like, the ones in there I like, I love more. Like the dual, like literally the exact same episodes as you, right? And and while I like a lot of two in, in terms of consistency, right? Liking, like we're, DT and I are basically fucking the same. Like, I have literally nothing else to add because it would just be repeating what DT has already said. Uh, like, yeah. So, I, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I, hey, sometimes, sometimes we're 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 different on stuff, and sometimes we're the same. And this time, we're the same. Because <laughs> I, because I was like, I already know I'm gonna like volume one more. I wonder if DT likes volume two more. Uh, I, so that's why I asked you. But. Yeah, I, I you know I, I had to think about it, and it's like I don't. There's just more I like, and this is more I like in Volume One, to be honest, man. Like because I thought again, about this as the week went on. After I watched, yeah. I was thinking like, do I like Volume One or Volume Two more? Yeah, Volume One just had like better episodes to me overall. I got you. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, I. I Here's the thing. I like all of it, really, ultimately. Like, there's highs, the highs, and there's low lows, but I get something out of every episode. Like, uh, and I'm sure all of you do, too. Um, that, that's how I view things that I might not necessarily like. I try to be like, well, I can get something out of this, I'm sure. You know, and then sometimes I misjudge things. Like, I misjudge the I Am Your Mother episode just based on the Wallace and Gromit style animation because it's just not usually my style but i ended up liking that episode a lot whereas you know the style of the pit is something that i kind of get into but that episode is like at the lowest of the lows for me just because of it you know like it's uh it's an interesting uh thing um so uh uh yeah uh, we're gonna get a season of volume three, right? DT is is that been yeah, announced? I can't remember. It has not been announced, but it's uh, it's been like uh, I saw a couple of days ago that it's gonna be in uh, what you call it, development. Mm. They're, they're, they're they're working on a season three, which makes sense. I would love uh, season three, which makes me wonder. Like, so season one was all anime. Season mm-hmm. two is just we're going all over the world and and you know doing stuff. What do you what do you do for season three? Oh, do you keep it like this where you just keep visiting all these other studios all over the world type deal, or maybe it's the volume of sequels where we get episode two of all these uh, some of these other ones that we liked, the duel part two or something like that. You know, I mean, I would love to see continuation of some of these. Um, but I also would be down if we just keep going into other countries and be like, yeah. right, what do you got? You know, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. So either way, I'm down. But yeah, some of these episodes more so than others, I love, mm-hmm. and I would love to see them continue. Um. So yeah, I I, I guess kind of the idea is ideally, some of these episodes would get spinoff shows. And then we just season three is just continuing to do what we've been doing. It's just going all over the place and being like, what do we got? Yeah. What, you, what can you come up with? What is your, what can you add to star Wars? You know, now that you have your chance to do so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
<gasps> they should do a never, never mind. They've already kind of. Done. Well, I was gonna say they should do more Lego episodes, but we have Lego things that they do on occasion. So yeah, we but that'd have, be cool. Yeah, we have some stuff for sure. Let a Which, let a studio that doesn't do me, that do it. I need to uh, check out that. Uh, what you'll call it? Um, is it the Halloween Lego special? I haven't seen. Oh yet. yeah, I've seen. I never saw. I've seen. I've seen the summer vacation. I've seen the holiday special, but I don't think I've seen the Halloween one. I gotta watch that one. But if you guys haven't seen any of those, they're fun. If you like Lego Star Wars, they're 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 nice. The uh, summer vacation one had a fucking song by fucking Weird Al that was pretty decent. Scarif Beach Party, man. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I off the top of your head, are there any? I mean, this this the answer to this might be no because you might have to research it. But I was literally thinking head, what you're about to ask me. I know what you're off the top ask of me. your head. Is there any studios you would like to see do some? Episodes? I have not a fucking clue, my guy. I was sitting here like just rattling my brain. Is there anybody I want that I can think of? Because uh, I was literally just sitting here thinking about it. And the moment you opened your mouth and to ask, I was like, I know exactly what he's going to ask me right now. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. Do you have one? Do you have any? Like, that just scream I, at you? I would like to see Pixar do Star Wars. Oh, that'd be cool. Because uh, Pixar used to be owned. Fun fact, Pixar used to be owned by Lucasfilm, for those of you who don't know. And I feel like it would be awesome to see them do something Star Wars related. I mean, like, and if we're sticking in over here in, uh, you know, uh, you know, American studios, like even DreamWorks would be interesting. Um, what else? Illumination, maybe after the Mario movie, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm like, what could they do? You know? Um, so yeah, that would be kind of neat. Um, but yeah, Pixar is like the first one that I'm like, that one would make a lot of sense if they, uh, did something obviously studio ghibli if we're going like you know again J japanese kind of anime style studio ghibli i mean they've already done something that like grogu dust bunny short but i want them to do like a proper episode or something so studio ghibli would be one of the ones i'd give it to pixar would be another one i'd give it to um yeah that's kind of the two that stick out to mind um, I w I think it would also be cool to see like, uh, Avatar style uh animation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that'd be kind of kind of cool. I'd be down to see some some of that in animation style like that. I'm just I'm also trying to think of like what are some of the more like unique animation styles, but. I don't know. A lot of a lot of these uh, ones that I could think of have kind of done some already. Gumby Star Wars, let's go! Oh man, that would <laughs> that'd be wild. I don't know either. That's the thing is like that's why I was like I'd have to research because I'm sure there's companies out there that I don't even know of. Uh, in the world to, to do that. I figured, stuff, so. I figured it, I figured that'd be the case. Cause I mean, even me, like I can only think of Pixar and Studio Ghibli. You know? Um, that yeah. I would like, really like to see them do something with, uh, 
but overall, uh, yeah. I really like this season, Volume Two. So, yeah, agreed. Can't wait for Volume Three. Agreed. Very much looking forward to what they could do. Um, oh, you know, this is just because out of pure curiosity, I would love to see like a Tim Burton style animation. Oh man, Star Wars. That would be kind of funky, but I'd be, I'd be, I'd be very curious to see what that looks like. Um, kind of like you know some of his movies that he's done. But anyway, uh, yeah, I uh, I did enjoy this season, but I I guess I kind of thought I would like this one maybe a little bit more because it's more variety. But I think now that we yeah we talked about it, I think I enjoy season one more. To be honest, hey, that's fair. There's just more. There's just more episodes that I like, even though I'll, like. You know, there's some episodes that I don't like as much, like the twins in season one and TOB one, and like I, you know, some of those are just yeah, not not the best. But then I look at season two and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I think there's more in season one that I like more than season two. But that being said, I don't want to just like say that because I did enjoy season two quite a bit. Like, mm. I I think pretty much, like to be fair, I need to rewatch some of these. Uh, yeah, but. But like, from episodes one to seven, I think they're all pretty solid. Eight and nine are kind of like, you know, again, I need to rewatch nine like bad because that one, uh, like Josh said, I may not have maybe given it its fair share, but uh, I still really enjoyed it. Like it, like just looks wise, you know. Mm-hmm. But to give like a better, stronger opinion on it, I probably need to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I just I really like some of the stories we got this season. Like, but the spy dancer was one that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did. I just like the whole idea of like you know, Imperial cabaret, and you know we got rebel dancer spies and stuff. Like that's really cool, man. Like I I like I like shit like that. That's kind of out of the box. Usually we just see like, you know, we don't see that kind of stuff, you know. So I I like that. Uh, Bandits of Golok, you guys already know I have nothing but good things to say about that. I love, so love that episode. I would love to see more of it. Hopefully, we get a, they get a chance to do more because I would love to see more. Journey of the Dark Head, I feel like is a little overrated from what I've heard and seen people say about it. I don't think I think it's all right. I don't think it's that good though. Personally, again, I did say what I did like about it though. I like the animation style and some of the world building that they have in it. But uh, yeah. I am your mother. Uh, again, like the story, like all the Easter eggs in it. If you look into it, they did a good job at that. In the stars, I re- I just I really like the um, what you call it um. Uh, damn, what was I what was I thinking of the uh the stop motion? Jeez, stop motion was 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 really well uh really well done in my opinion. Before we head out of here, Josh, because I'm thinking that's kind of where you were leading towards, right? Yeah, we're getting there. Let's watch this real quick, because I think this will be kind of fun to check out since we're here. All right. Hit me. We got a little featurette. Oh, for Volume 2. That came out a couple days ago. I I have not seen this. I have not either. So I was meaning to watch it, and I hadn't. So we're going to check this out here with you guys. I am ready when you're ready. Three, two. One, go. I think all storytelling is global. Visions is something that's starting in Japan, but it's now throughout the rest of the world. 
We're just sitting back waiting to see what those interpretations look like inside different cultures. Animation takes us Yeah, that's so cool, dude. Look at that. Mm -hmm. can't necessarily explore in live action. I find that I just have a huge smile on my face every time I'm looking at what they're doing and how they're interpreting Star Wars. I have nothing Ninth Jedi, let's go. Love that episode. It really touched a huge segment of Star Wars fans, but also fans that were just anime fans, were just fans of these individual studios that came to check out the experience. Let's what was amazing about Star Wars Celebration was to finally be in a room with an audience that reacted. Look at all these cosplays from Visions, man. And connected with the stories. Was That's pretty sick, dude. Like, they yeah. love it. They love it. <laughs> Let's rock them. The success of Volume 1, it gave us the courage to keep going and seek out bold This is so cool to see, man. I love two. this what makes it so unique and authentic is that everyone has their history and is influenced by those stories just from growing up in a different country we wanted to make sure that there are the known studios but there's also who's really inspiring out there who are the new studios that are in this new bold global animation landscape we went after studios that have a storytelling style of their own some were specialists at 2d and some were 3d and some were stop motion one story feels completely different from the other story that feels really diverse but the thing holding it together are really it's, it's star wars themes and the core values of, you know, what makes Star Wars, uh, Star Wars. We've allowed these artists to come into the Star Wars world without feeling any real limitations. Yeah, they could do whatever they want. They're doing they're, creatively. Mm -hmm, you know. Something that many of these artists share are the strong values of aspirations and hopeful goals inside of the storytelling. very cool man i love seeing stuff like this behind the scenes kind of insight into how they make stuff happen and all that i uh yeah yeah really 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 like it so yeah hopefully they just continue doing more seasons of the show and they keep going all over the world and finding other you know studios and making you know making stuff happen like i said i would like to see pixar and studio ghibli uh you know do more or, or do something uh with this um and you know eventually i would like to see some of these episodes continue in other ways um because uh they're good but um yeah i really enjoyed this season um despite you know some of the things we were saying i, I did really like the season there was a lot of really good good episodes i would say for me the strongest episodes this season are just to say it again uh for me at the top is the bandits of golok then i would probably go sith uh in the stars screechers reach uh the spy dancer um and even yeah i mean even like i am your mother like that's you know I still I still like that one too. 
So I don't again, I don't think like some of these may not be my favorites, but I don't think any of them are like to the level of what I thought of the twins episode in season one, where I just I was not about that at all. I got it. Do you guys remember me talking about that, you know? Um, but yeah, season one and two, enjoyed them both. I think I like season one a bit more, but that being said, season two is still good. And I hope it, you know, still does well enough for them to want to continue to do more because I am down for a lot more Star Wars visions. So yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on the season. I really liked it some episodes are stronger than others for me the bandits of golok is at the tippity top and then uh you know the others kind of are underneath that in some way but uh yeah josh any uh you know any other thoughts on this season or what anything uh, else you have to want to say favorite episodes i guess i could lift list off like uh kind of like dt bandits of uh Golok, in the stars, uh, Screechers Reach, uh, and then I am your mother, and then the others are all just kind of I like this. Um, so that's kind of it. I'm also kind of the same, whereas I like Volume One a little bit more than Volume Two, but I still like both, and even the worst episodes I enjoy. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of all I had to say on it. I, I'm looking forward to more visions in the, in the next. Next go around, and I, I can't wait to see, you know, what interpretations we'll get next. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right. Hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know how long the wait will be, but, uh, you know. I have no clue. Hopefully, this season, we had to wait two, two years between, well, I mean, a little less than that, but, you know, 2021, 2023. So hopefully, you know, we get next season, you know, ASAP as well, because I down for more because those nine episodes go by quick man and uh i i very much enjoy watching them and checking them out so yeah that's star wars visions season two uh good stuff all right dt if you're ready to say goodbye i'm gonna throw you up on the main screen my guy are you ready i think that's gonna do it for today's episode yeah, I think so. I think so. It was a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, you know, they're not yeah. always going to be uh, you know, super long. Uh we'll we'll be back next week for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We've already watched the episode. We've already watched the movie. Uh so we'll definitely talk about it next week in in depth and detail and they'll give, you know, I don't want to do it. We don't want to do it this week cuz we don't want to do two things kind of once even though we do that sometimes. But you know, you kind of want to have things be their own episode sometimes and and you know we want to have more people be, be able to check out the episode so we can kind of you know or, or i say the episode but the movie so we can kind of you know talk about it more and, and whatnot so um yeah that'll be next week coming up for me however uh i am just gonna be uh doing some more streaming on twitch uh I'll probably do some fortnite tomorrow with the new uh weekly is probably gonna be coming out and then I got a couple other like one-off games I kind of want to do in the next days following that. 
so yeah, come uh, come check that out. Jedi Fallen Order playthrough is going up on YouTube. There's a new video going up every single day. Um, so check that out. Cause uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's a great game. If you've played it, definitely uh, go check that out. And uh, if you haven't played yourself, and then check it out, you know. But um, yeah, that'll be it for now. Uh, follow me on all the things that you see, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye. Peace out. May the force be with you. Always. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out and watching us for 159 episodes. If you haven't seen some of our previous episodes, go check them out. We're available in audio format on Spotify and just about any place you can get MP3s. We have a uh, we have it out there. So thanks for chilling with us and checking out Star Wars Visions Volume 2 and getting our thoughts on that. Let us know what your favorite episodes are because uh, I am kind of curious to what you guys like. Do you like Volume 2 more than Volume 1? Do you like Volume 1 more than Volume 2? Let us know. Uh, for me, I'm a dice maker. I run the dice shop known as 902 Dice Creations on Instagram and Etsy, so go check that out. In fact, when I'm done streaming, I have to go work on two sets immediately so uh we'll be working on that also we do stream dice sometimes on the channel also i'm thinking about playing horizon zero dawn on the channel because i started it once a long time ago and then i got really busy and stuff happened and i stopped playing it and i need to do it so that might happen tomorrow afternoon or possibly on wednesday so i'll let you guys know depends on how i'm feeling um if you just want to hang out and chat i know some of you have probably seen that game played to death but i've never played it so you get me. I have a backlog and I need to clear some of it out before some of these newer games start hitting, like Final, the next Final Fantasy and, you know, Armored Core and all that stuff that I'm interested in. So, uh, if you're live with me here on Twitch, stick around. We'll find somebody to raid. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the next uh, video. So, bye bye. And we will see you all next time. Take care of yourselves. Mwah -mwah. All right, let's find somebody to raid. Let's let's refresh the page here. Uh, Katie's streaming. Yeah, I'm th I was thinking I was gonna get Katie. Actually, that's who I was gonna get. I just gotta get her name. Yeah, I'm just copying her name. I got it. We're gonna raid Katie, guys. Say hello to Katie for us. Here we go. See you next time, guys.